Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about the Drifter teaser trailer and what happened and what we think it means. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now at saynotorage.com. I'm usually live when these hit the feeds. If you're wanting to listen to these as entire podcast episodes, you can look up SNTR Presents on any podcast platform to catch new and past episodes of these talks and Q&A sessions. If you're on YouTube, we're inching close to 50k subs. Thank you for the support. Liking sharing subscribing hitting the bell button it all helps me so in this video we've already done Q&A so I'm going to try and I may pull in some of the things that came up during Q&A but we're going to talk about what happened there's this trailer what is going on with the drifter it looks like he's heading to Europa there's also the one that we weren't supposed to see but we have seen of like Eris there uh it seems to be lining up with like 4chan leaks and what is happening uh so we're going to talk about what happened then we're going to talk about is this about the next season or is it about September? I'm going to give you my thoughts on why I think it's more about September. And then lots of questions about Gambit. Does this mean we're going to get more Gambit? Is this going to be a Gambit season? Uh, I'm going to handle that as well because I know I have a reputation for being very hard on Gambit. So I'm doing my best to address it from a popularity standpoint, not just what Lono thinks about the game mode. So trust me when I say, like, I don't want to just sit here and bash on Gambit, okay? So, what happened? Okay, so Bungie dropped a 15-second trailer and it shows the Drifter in a ship leaving his big ship. And we actually got confirmation that it's his big ship. There's there's things that line up in the video and in images of his big ship pulling the rock. So, his ship pulling the rock is so large that there's a ship inside of it and comes out. And he's heading towards Europa and he's got like almost like a gas mask looking thing on and he like lights a flame on his little on his little token. It's very uh, reminiscent to Season of the Drifter artwork where he was holding the token, the little the little medallion thing, and it was on fire. It's a little reminiscent of that uh, that he you know that he's lighting that. Then the trailer points to a website that officially has announced the reveal, and the reveal has a countdown down on the YouTube and everything. June 9th at 9 a.m. Pacific they're going to do like a stream because they've even said we can restream it so it's going to be something that's like a stream it may be pre-recorded it may be like a you know like the Nintendo things they do at E3 where it's all pre-recorded and pre-produced but we can restream it and it's about the next chapter of Destiny 2 people have been making speculations about like the, the, the Destiny logo not having the 2 but the website specifically says that tune in for you know the reveal of the next chapter of Destiny 2 two so the inclusion of two at that point to me indicates like they're not dropping the two i know people are kind of running away with that theory i don't dislike the theory i I could see them doing that at some point but i don't think they've done anything to indicate that's happening now some think that the heiress trailer is going to land sometime today and then we're going to get another trailer tomorrow there's been some predictions about that they're going to be trailers they're going to you know they're going to be showing all these different people heading to the planet some people are predicting the stranger is going to be there that would blow me away if the stranger if 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 Elsie Bray is included in you know in the next season uh there there this this lines up with like some of the leaks and stuff and some of the rumors so we this is all unconfirmed but that would be pretty cool i don't know if they're going to do that i'm recording this video now uh an hour after reset and nothing has happened um there hasn't been any videos also also um i believe something's going to happen in game 
Uh, I predicted Friday. We've had other people saying they heard Saturday. And we're looking to the TWAB tonight to probably let us know, wink, wink, better be in the game at such and such time. I think we're probably going to get like a little nudge to make sure we're playing the game during a certain time. Um, so, because we have an emblem that basically says we have to witness Rasputin's full power. So that has to happen in this season. Okay. Now, is this trailer and is the Eris trailer and all this stuff, is it about the next season or is it about September? Okay. I think it's a bit of both with a primary bent towards September. And let me explain what I think. We have confirmation from Paul Tassi that Europa will not be patrollable in the summer because everyone's thinking, are, are we going to get a new space? They're going to Europa. What? That'd be big for a season, right? So, you know, Tassie made speculations and then somebody that interacts with press told him, uh-uh, don't do that. Europa's not patrollable in the summer. That doesn't mean it won't be patrollable eventually, okay? So, I think they introduce Europa in the summer, maybe a mission or two, and then that's sort of tying summer to September and then maybe Europa becomes patrollable and a place that we visit in September. So I do think... Uh, I do think that summer and September are tied together and that's why they have to kind of talk about them at the exact same time. And I do think that things we're doing in the summer are going to lead to September in a significant way. So there will be, I think, this is all theory based on what Tassie said and how they said it. I do think Europa will play a role in the summer, but it'll be far more pronounced and more significant in September. This is going right in line with theories we've been saying for a while, that summer and September are linked together. Um, That was my gut instinct back when the tower events were so bad. We came to the conclusion that the season was just terrible, and they said summer would be like no other time in Destiny. Then we started seeing sort of like breadcrumbs and theories about like year four is going to be amazing, and I was like, I think summer and September are a package deal. Uh, Obviously, that, that... we, we talked about this in the last video like well if they give us too much in the summer and it's only ten dollars is that going to be a problem I don't think so right um so did Tassie have actual info or insight no 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 somebody from Bungie basically said they are they are not making Europa patrollable in the summer he got official word to be like nope that's not going to be something that's going on they wanted to kind of you know, dispel that rumor almost immediately so these two things coming together I continue to say this is sort of the new way of storytelling with Destiny they're tying things together it's all one whole it's all one connected system and story it's an evolving world this is Luke Smith's vision for Destiny this is how they kind of want to I call it a relaunch they're almost going to relaunch Destiny in September it's going to be Destiny 2 2.0 I think planets systems vendors loot guns all of it is going to be sort of like feel fresh different and new to not feel it'll it, it's not going to feel like vanilla it's going to be like the second coming of destiny right so what about gambit obviously the minute you see drifter those are questions people have what about gambit are, are, is gambit going to be a central focus are they going to be doing anything with gambit okay i want to i want to speak about this from a pure business strategy pure business strategy it's very unpopular okay even if you like gambit you have to concede and admit it is not a popular game mode it doesn't get tons of engagement every day i would argue for a game mode it gets acceptable or maybe even good engagement but it's not popular okay you run a giant risk if you do anything with gambit that's significant and takes up a lot of bandwidth or time or if it's a central piece of a dlc or a season that's risky because 
people are going to automatically be like, I've, I, I've been there. I don't like Gambit. I don't want to go back. The example I gave you know, earlier today is if you had 100 people in a room and you knew only 10 people in the room liked a certain ingredient on pizza and you tried a different version with that ingredient, a lot of people are going to smell it and see it and immediately be like, no thanks. Oh, but it's new. It's different. We did something different this time. Nope, I've tried that already. I'm, I'm good. I, I really feel like it would be risky very risky to make Gambit the centerpiece of anything at this point. My my suggestion at this point would be, number one, I don't think it's going to be involved in the summer. If it is involved in anything, it'll be, it'll be retooled in September as like a yearly thing. And that's what I think they need to do. Treat it like a game mode. You don't have to reinvent trials every 12 months. Maybe add a new map or two, and then you reinvigorate the loot pool. You can do the same thing with Gambit. Every year, maybe add a new map, and then you re- you replenish the loot pool. We don't need to reinvigorate, retool, rebuild anything with Gambit. Strip it down to one mode. We don't need Prime and the other. You strip it down to one mode and you treat it like a game mode. I don't think it ever is going to be this super popular centerpiece to anything, but it does need some help. Some tweaks, some quality of life, and some new loot I think is totally fine on a yearly basis. Anything more than that, <clears throat> I think is kind of silly. I think if you're if you're going to look at it like everything's kind of waiting for a refresh and some help, Strikes are standing there tapping their foot like, really? You're going to reinvigorate Gambit? We've been sitting here for, for years not being reinvigorated. Crucible is going to stand there and tap their foot and be like, are you freaking kidding me? We don't get anything. We don't, we don't get updates ever. Gambit, number one, has got to get in line. Number two, I, treat it like a game mode. It doesn't need this massive overhaul retool. I really don't think you can make it the centerpiece of anything. So every every year, as I said, you could do a new map, you could do new loot, and that's pretty much it. I do think they need to adjust certain things. People are asking about the armor sets. Those armor sets are probably going to get retired. I think they're too unwieldy. They were a good idea, but I think they're just a nightmare to balance. I think they're going to retire that and just go back to like the more standard mode. They'll make some tweaks and adjustments, probably mostly maybe to invasions, I would think, and then that'll be the end of it. So, We'll keep talking about what's happening. The new season's almost here and Drifter's going to be involved in some way in the future of the game and it seems like maybe a significant player. So pretty exciting stuff. As always, if you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that came with the video about the Drifter teaser trailer. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now at saynotorage.com. If you want to catch these as full audio episodes, you can always look up SNTR Presents on any of the podcast platforms that are out there. I am usually live when these hit the feed, so if you do want to come hang out with us, say no to rage.com. We'll bring you right into the channel. Uh, also, we have been trying to filter the questions ahead of time. We've been doing Q&A before, and it seems to be flowing a little bit better. I probably filtered out about 15 questions today before we went live that were basically, do you think this is going to happen in the future? I think that's coming from two things, so I'm not like mad at anybody. We're on the precipice of new content, so everyone's in speculation mode. We also have close to 3,000 people in the chat right now. That's insane. So the channel growth's been kind of high, and we're trying to rein in Q&A, hoping that the people who listen elsewhere continue to get good content. So I appreciate your guys' uh, just patience and trust right now as you come here and hang out every day, and we sort of try to adapt to the new format and the new audience size. Um, let's go with the first question. 
Uh, Krusty the Bear. If the season or expansion will circle around Drifter, what could be done with Gambit to make it enjoyable if it's not part of the grind? In my video, I am going to ultimately say that I don't think Gambit will play a part at all in the summer. I do think, though, in September, because I think that's what these trailers are about, by the way. I think the trailers are primarily about September, and they're linked to the summer, but not... It's really about the expansion. So I do think Europa, Drifter, blah, 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 all that is mainly going to come to fruition in September. I think that Gambit should be treated like a game mode. That's what I'm going to say in my video. It's a game mode. It needs like an annual update, maybe a new map, maybe some new loot, but they don't need to do a bunch of work to like reinvent Gambit or change Gambit. Get rid of one of them, so you know, Prime or the regular, and just leave one, okay? And then treat it like a game mode. Like, it's a game mode, and so is Trials. Do they need to reinvent Trials every year? No. A new map, new loot, done. Do that annually, and then you're done. People that like Gambit, you know, they probably don't want significant changes done to Gambit because they like it. So that's a huge gamble. You'd be gambling a lot of time, a lot of energy to try to fix Gambit. Do they need to make some changes? I'd be down for some quality changes to try to make it more enjoyable. I don't know if they can if they can re-knit that sweater. I think too much of the foundational elements of Gambit, you either love it or you hate it. Like there's not a lot of in-between. And I don't know if they can completely rebuild it because, again, I, that sweater has already been knit. I mean, the foundation of that game mode has been laid. They'd almost have to start over, and I don't think they're going to want to do that. Pac-Man on a bike. With all this talk of in-game live events like Fortnite, do you think Bungie will have this season-ending event happen? And if you aren't logged in when it happens, you'll miss it. Or they'll stick to the usual it happens as you log in idea. Um, I mean... This is one of the sides of the blade when you do something like this. There's two sides to this blade. It's a double-edged sword. It's really, really cool to do in-game live events. You know, oh, I was there, right? I, I was I was, I was, was there, oh my word. And then you cut back the other direction and it's like, but if you miss it, that kind of sucks. You know what I'm saying? It... It's six of one and half a dozen of the other. If you don't do it as a live event, so everybody gets to experience it, it's less cool, but then everybody gets to take part. Like, you're trading one for the other. No matter how this lands, whether it's uh, you had to be there or you missed it, no matter how you do it, there's going to be people that are, you know, disappointed in the execution. Oh, I missed it. This sucks. Or, well, it's not really a live event. I mean, you just go in and watch a cutscene. Like... I think live events are cool, and if they're going to do it, I I definitely think they're going to let us know ahead of time. I would look at the TWAB tonight for info about that. I think they're going to say something vague. You know, make sure you're in the game at blah, blah, blah time. Like, I think they're going to do some, like, some vague announcement so people understand we got to be, we got to be in the game at such and such a time. Arcanus. What do you think Bungie can do to make weapon investment feel meaningful, but not overbearing to the point of disengagement? I let this one stay just because we know September is probably going to see some weapon updates. This isn't quite off topic, and we have been seeing people making the rounds. Um, we know that, you know, Goth 
Gathalian sent his tweet saying he wants to go back to the days where the perks don't unlock until you, you know, do this do this material farm. Like, you know, he misses that. I have strongly pushed back against that. I, I wholeheartedly disagree with that returning to the game. I think that's stemming from similar ideas about infusion should be costly and a meaningful choice. Uh, leveling should be slow. Um, that sort of player and that sentimentality and that influence that they took to the summit and it ended up in the game that sentimentality has continued to be eroded from the game they've continued to remove that idea that infusion should be meaningful and painful and slow and leveling should be slow that's virtually all but gone uh, about but by now that's virtually all but gone so this smacks of the same idea and same influence it's catered to the, the 10 hour a day player who can go on a mindless material farm and they think it's great I also think people are misremembering that the main reason we did that in Destiny 1 was because there was literally nothing else to do. Like, there was nothing else to do in Destiny at that time. That was the grind. Literally running in a circle and picking up Relic Iron, okay? I don't think the current content loop and loot pursuits line up with that. We... The way that they've enabled us to target farm and get gear, and they're adding that, right? They want to give you the ability to chase high stat armor. They want to give you the ability to chase particular weapons, okay? They've given us more agency and intentionality. I don't think that that jives. I I really, really don't think that jives with, well, we need to go back to the days where you got to invest a bunch of time just to use the perks. Um... One of the things, though, that I think that the reason this is coming back up again is because Luke Smith mentioned it in his director's cut. He misses that feeling of investing in a weapon, okay? I don't disagree with the spirit of that. Oh, you get the weapon. You get the thing. Now invest in it. I suggested a hybrid where the perks work, but they're tier one. And then as you use it and invest in it, you upgrade the perks to tier two. And then once they hit tier three, they're kind of done. That's touchy too, though. I think people need to remember all these ideas we throw out and these ideas about grind and, you know, and, and you know, oh, we should have to do this and that and blah, blah, blah. That all has to coexist with sunsetting. So if weapon investment turns into a multi-month grind, there's a bit of a dilemma there because now you're dragging out the capstoning of the gear after getting it and that's bucking up against sunsetting it's it's just they got to be really really careful here because all these systems have to coexist the systems of like player intentionality and loot generosity targeted farms sunsetting all that has to coexist and you start throwing in something like oh you got to invest in the weapon before you can even try out the perks. I feel like that's a giant monkey wrench just thrown into the gears of like, and it'll like, it'll lock everything up. Just like RNG leveling and costly infusion and other things that were tripping up basic sense of, of progress was getting really tripped up by those things. Um, I just continue to say when, 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 when people are arguing for things that land primarily on the top 10%, you need to be careful where that lands. Luke Smith has made it very clear. He wants to refuel aspiration. That's up here at the top echelons of content. Trials, dungeons, Grandmaster Nightfall, raids, okay? That's way, way up here. So you can't take... The players that find that appealing, 
that's great. They're going to go up there, but you can't take that sentimentality and shove it into the bottom of the game and say, oh, anytime you get a gun, you got to do this hardcore investment to use the perks. You're taking hardcore sentimentality and trying to shove it into the bottom of the game and it doesn't work. I've said this before. People ask for easy versions of the raids or matchmaking in raids or, oh, you shouldn't put the best gear in raids. You're taking a casual sentimentality and you're trying to shove it into the upper echelons of the game and it doesn't work. So, in, in the reverse, we can't do that. You can't take your your eight-hour-a-day play style and try to shove that down into the bottom of the game. That is why costly infusion and slow leveling frustrated people. That's like the bottom rung of content. Leveling and equipping the gear that you want, that's not end-game grind. Getting to use a gun's perks when it drops, that is not end-game grind. Okay, that's bottom rung content. That's, that's the entry point. And if you try and shove hardcore sentimentality and hardcore behavior down on that rung, everything trips on itself. This is why during Black Armory, Drifter, and Opulence, you saw big player spikes and big player drop-offs because people would come back to the game, they would feel that sense of futility, and they're not leveling, they're not progressing, it's too hard to infuse, it's too costly, and they'd freaking leave. So, out of as it's described, like aspiration... If we're refueling aspiration of necessity, there needs to be like bottom barrel, bottom rung, casual content or, or there is no such thing as aspiration. If everything feels like it's aspirational and hard. So logically speaking, there always needs to be accessible, casual entry point, And then you go up those tiers in spectrum. I've always argued for spectrum. I, I have never argued for hardcore sentimentality. I've always said hardcores need to be fed, but you can't starve the hardcores while feeding the casuals. You can't starve the casuals while feeding the hardcores. We have to coexist. You have to have a, a, a healthy ecosystem of players and you get that from spectrum entry point it gets harder it gets harder you go up you go up you go up and then the upper echelon aspirational stuff's way way up here so that's my best argument against that sentimentality i continue to see coming from streamers who could who could run a mindless mat farm for six hours a day and just hang out with chat and laugh i like listen it wouldn't affect me at all I am destiny rich. I can play for endless hours. That type of investment in guns would not hurt Lono at all. And yet I still see the, the how stupid it is. I'm like, that's such a stupid idea. We can't do that. So next question. I am Skolas. Is it possible that these character teasers are a clue to how big the fall DLC will be as the last time they did something like this is what led into D2? This is, I, I know we're in super speculation mode. I let this one stay because I think these character teasers are starting to show that there's going to be this big convergence and a big change, right? And I think when that happens, there's going to be a clear message sent that like, this is, this is the version of Destiny that like Luke Smith wanted to launch. If I'm Luke Smith, the D2 vanilla is not something I want on my resume, there i feel that this is like almost like a game reset this is like destiny 2 2.0 this is like the second version of destiny 2 that's the impression that i've been getting and that's why i think they're saying it's going to be like no other time in destiny you're not prepared it's going to be crazy and i think that's one of the reasons that this season just had to take it on the chin this season got probably gutted for bandwidth and content cuz they really were sandbagging for you know destiny 2 
you know. So they, I think there's a lot of breadcrumbs to back this up. They never hit the loot pool this hard. They never make statements like this. Luke Smith doesn't really tweet all that often. A lot of things have happened to me that indicate they're cooking a huge, huge meal. Like we're getting wafts of, ooh, something smells good back there. Like we're getting wafts of a smell of something big that they're cooking. And when I see all those things line up, I'm like, yeah, I think something's big. I think something big is on the way. People are like, you are too hopeful. You put too much faith and trust in Bungie. I, th- those people are going to be awfully silent in my YouTube comments and Twitter feeds, I think, come September. I really, truly think so. So, uh, Nick says, Would you like Bungie to bring back perks like small arms and specialists to future content? I tend to not want questions like this, like, hey, do you want these things to come back? I don't like to create laundry lists of like, you know, hey, Lono, what D1 legendaries and exotics do you want to come back? I let this question stay because this is in line with something I have been saying. I think positive modifiers need to return. I think negative modifiers need to be toned down a bit. We don't need 12 negative modifiers. I think some positive and some negative would be good. I think utilizing positive modifiers to promote different build diversity week to week keeps the game fresh. I also think it can help push people towards certain builds. This season would have been a perfect time to say there's a handful of positive modifiers that will drive you to Warmind builds and make them even stronger so people would have experimented. I think positive modifiers are an untapped um, piece of potential in the game. Uh, Juju. What do you think of the Warmind builds from the past season and how would you change or remove or tweak those for next season? I mean, the Warmind builds are likely to sort of drift out of people's memory. They were cool, they were creative, but once you can't do the the arc mod, like they come from arc grenades and melees and supers, once you can't do that, um, I think they're going to drift into the background. The Seraph weapons aren't good enough. They don't spawn them frequently enough to use them. The Seraph weapons are good, but I don't think they're good enough to see people sticking with it. Because think about what you're doing. You're using a gun that generates the Warmind cells. You then need to run a bunch of mods that enable you to like benefit from those Warmind cells. And the infrequency of their spawn rate from the weapons might start to make people feel like, dude, why am I running all these mods? Like, this is stupid. Like, they're taking up all this space in my build. I would much rather do this build. I think Warmind cells are just going to drift into the distance. It's unfortunate because I do think that they're cool, but without the arc the arc mod that makes them spawn like crazy i think that you're just going to see them disappear charge with light will still be around cuz powerful friends is probably one of the most common mods in hunter builds for the extra mobility cuz that gets your um your dodge time rate down um sorry i'm having a hard time scrolling there we go what did you think of the warmind builds from past season oh i'm sorry land again with the possibility of a different character trailer each day, what are some of your favorite bungee marketing promotion strategies they've used in the past that they could use in the future? I don't have a memory of ones that I liked. I didn't like, I did not like when they did the Game Informer spread for Rise of Iron and we saw the entire like raid armor sets. I didn't like that. I thought that was lame. Um, that you take all the mystery away. <laughs> like, there's the full sets. Uh, so the, I don't like that. If there's two teams here, if there's team like data dump, and that's what they did for Rise of Iron, it was just an info dump. 
and then there's Team Mystery. I think I'm more often going to be on Team Mystery. I like them doing something that leaves us in suspense, leaves us guessing. We're interested, we're talking, we're discussing. People are hanging out in Twitch chat. People are making videos. You're playing with your buddies and you're going back and forth about like, oh, I bet you it's Siva, I bet you it's this. And um, you know, I, I guess we could go back to Patient Zero. Like when I was Patient Zero and got the first infection and started infecting people in the game, that was pretty dope. That was probably the first live event thing they they sort of did of like w- there is something happening in the game I think that was the first one well I mean the wolves were prowling before house of wolves weren't they so that might have been the first one um so Bungie showed off the garden of salvation armor before launch in the twab yeah I don't like that I don't it's like what I don't want to see that let me run the raid let it drop and then you got everybody wound up and angry about raid armor that actually looks great, but everybody's like, I need to reskin. And then you have this awful dialogue leading into the new content. So, Patient Zero. Yeah, like, I was the first person to get infected, and, like, Bungie had, like, an official Owl Sector account that was in my chat, and they were like, you know, please remain calm, Guardian, you know, we'll send info soon. And then they left. And it was like, it was actually Bungie. It was an, it was an official Bungie thing that they did. And it got everybody wound up. And then we started spreading the infection. It was pretty cool. We had a t-shirt to commemorate it. You know, a Patient Zero shirt that I made. It was pretty fun. So, but th- I, I, I think that stuff's dope. You know, it was just a reskin though. Lazy garbage armor. You're provably false. It's not just a reskin. At least I think... 50% of the armor is physically different. The warlock robes were physically different. Uh, the hunter legs and chest were physically different. Like, significant pieces were physically different. Everybody clamored around the titan helmet because it was, like, the closest to resemble it. But they completely changed it. They changed the texture. They added ornamentation to it. The whole look and feel was completely different. Like, your position is provably false. I know you think, like, your opinion's valid and blah, blah, blah. But, like... It's not valid. It's provably not true. It was not just a reskin. It was a they completely restructured significant pieces of the armor. And like I just continue to reject that notion that like if they reuse assets that's lazy. I think your criticism's lazy and thoughtless. Um speak wookie. I speak wookie. With the news of new gambit coming, New Gambit gear coming. They've not said that, by the way. Wouldn't having a single mod or mods to help swap in and out change from Reaper, Sentinel, ETC be an ideal change? I see it being a doable option instead of the four new armor sets. If they're going to make a significant change to Gambit, I think they're going to retire that entire idea. I think it's too unwieldy. I think it's so hard to balance. The invaders are ridiculously strong with the full armor sets. Um, I, I really, I really don't think, I don't know. They said new Gambit Strike Gear Crucible Gear yearly. Now, now hang on. No. Pump the brakes. You're doing that Destiny Community Game Telephone thing. They did not say that. They said Gambit Strike and Crucible will get a new armor set every year, and they share the same armor. It's the same armor, but the decals change according to where it drops from. They have not said anything about new Vanguard guns, Crucible guns, or Gambit guns. That has not been said. Now, are they going to do that? I've argued I think they will be doing vendor refreshes, but don't say that Bungie said it because they haven't said it yet. Okay, the Destiny community plays telephone and bad info starts to get spread. That has not happened. They did not say that. They said the armor will get, they'll get a new armor set every year, but those three vendors are basically sharing that base armor set. So, 
it, in in regards to the question about Reaper, Sentinel, Invader, all of that, Collector, I think they're going to completely jettison that from the game. I just, I don't think they, they probably don't have the manpower or the desire to continue to have to try to like nail that to the ground and balance it. So, where'd you read this? The armor statement that I'm saying to you was in a TWAB. The TWAB specifically said that the armor for those three vendors is getting an annual refresh and the base geometry is shared, but they will have a decal difference or skin difference depending on where you get them from. It's that's a it's it's that's not a direct quote. That's a paraphrased quote from the TWAB on how it's going to work. They haven't said anything about they have not said anything about those vendors other than that. That's all they've said. And they've said that the that the world loot pool guns will be obtainable from them if you token slam. I could have sworn they mentioned weapons also. No, no. That's one of the reasons people don't agree with me about a vendor refresh. They're like, they haven't said they're getting anything new. So I don't remember interpreting it like that. I'm not interpreting it. That's what they said. I'm not, this is not an interpretation. That is literally what they said. I'm not doing an interpretation. Um, let me see if I can find it. I usually have the, uh, I usually have the, the, the pictures in my phone from when I do the twabs. Uh, let's see if I can find it. Um, no, that's sun setting. And here it is. We are adding a new set of armor for the core playlist, Strikes, Gambit, and Crucible. This armor shares a set of new geometry with decals and shaders specific to the activity. We will create new sets like this each year. This set will arrive with the new expansion. Right? That's it. That's that's a, that's a that's a direct. I'm, I'm I basically almost directly quoted it a little bit ago. That's exactly how they've described it. It is a ge- they're sh- they're sharing the same geometry, and their decal skin differences, decal shader differences, depending on where they come from. So. It's that's not it's not an interpretation. That's like exactly what they said. <laughs> So, yes, I said the word sex by accident. Now, chat's becoming 13-year-olds during sex education, you know? (laughs) He said sex. A bunch of children. Uh, Dragoonski, with Drifter going to Europa, may this explain why Gambit weapons are going into the world loot pool. What would you like him to do now? Perhaps renew Gambit? Yeah, I mean, related to the last question, I don't think we can tie these things together just yet. They've commented on the world loot pool. They've commented on the, uh, you know, why they're doing what they're doing. They've commented on the armor. I don't want to jump to this conclusion where, oh, him going to Europa means new loot and new gambit. I, we, we gotta, we gotta slow that, that train of prediction down. Uh, Grouchy, do you think that the Drifter's mouthpiece is purely cosmetic, or do you believe that it could tie into gameplay, such as certain areas of the planet are cold or dangerous? I just think they wanted him to look like he was gearing up for something, and they couldn't cover his face. Um, if they covered his face, they'd been like, who is that? So they did it, so like he's clearly gearing up for some crazy cold planet, but, you know, Eris is down there and her face isn't covered. I mean, they, 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 wa- they want us to know who it is. There's gotta be a certain level of, like, who the frick is that? <laughs> you know? Frozen Cigar. Any speculation on involvement from the Nine? They influenced the Red Legion invasion in Vanilla to see if the light could be manipulated. I'm thinking that they see Darkness invasion as another opportunity. 
I, I don't have any speculation about this. I try not to do this. I left this one in, though, because people are going back and watching all those scenes that we could go and hear the nine um, talking to Drifter and other story elements. A lot of folks are going back and watching those. Those could be clues as to what's going on. The Drifter can apparently hear what the pyramid ships are saying. That's part of his gift, the gift that they gave him, that big rock that he's dragging around, and he doesn't like what they're saying. Um, so I, I do think they're bringing some of that, and they're and they're connecting, they're connecting them together, and that's about as far as I'm going to go with it. Best of me. Do you think Bungie's rebranding Destiny 2 to simply Destiny? They've removed the number 2 after the Tricorn in each of the two teasers. I have a Reddit post that shows proof if you need more. People are really overstating this. Um, I've gone to Bungie.net's website and for the last year, they have inconsistently done that. There are times where the Tricorn appears by itself and appears with the 2. It's it's inconsistent. I don't want to read into that. Um, also, one major, major flaw in this prediction, okay? If you go to the Bungie website and you go to the, the Bungie reveal website, it says the next chapter in Destiny 2. It, 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 I mean, in big, bold letters, it says, tune in for the next chapter of Destiny 2. And right above it is a tricorn without the two. So I, I think that theory has a lot of holes. Number one, it's the it's the inconsistent usage of the of it by itself or of it without the two or with the two, okay? It, it's inconsistent. And it says right there, the next chapter of Destiny 2. Now my eyebrows would be going up if that said, tune in for the next chapter of Destiny. Then I would be like, okay, your theory might have some traction. I would be more inclined to give your theory traction if it said, tune in for the next chapter of Destiny. They're clearly not dropping the two. It, it, as somebody in chat saying, it's just the Universal Destiny logo. Having the two is not a requirement. These are called branding style guide standards. Like that's something that companies do with their logo and their branding. They have allowances of the logo can appear like this, 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 and this single color. Uh, It needs to have this much negative space around it, blah, 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 blah. So I think this landing page is just a giant glaring hole in the theory that they're dropping the two. So fearless leader. Do you think with the community's current negative opinion on Gambit, what uh, would make a Gambit focus season a failure from the start? Well, we talked about this yesterday, and listen, I know I'm hard on Gambit, but if you like Gambit, just just press pause on your instinct to to defend Gambit. Just push pause for just a second and imagine that you're not defending Gambit. Okay, from a from a a strategic approach. If you know tons of people don't like Gambit, the people that like Gambit are a minority, okay? If you know that, then there's just a huge risk in saying, here's a Gambit-focused whatever. You have to know most people are going to almost immediately uh, recoil. So strategically, that would be an enormous risk. That's an enormous risk to take. You're basically looking at a crowd of people and saying, there's 100 people in this room and 10 people do not like this topping on their pizza. And you're like, I got an idea. Let's do it this way instead. You're going to bring it out. They're going to say, what's on it? You're going to be like, oh, this. And a bunch of people are going to immediately be like, nah, uh -uh, no thanks. 
Nope, I'm good. Oh, but try it. It's different now. No, nope, I'm good. <laughs> I, I, I have tried that before. No, thank you. Take it to those guys over there. That table over there. It's. I think that's the, uh, the fundamental problem with doing anything with Gambit. Is it's such a minority in the player pool. It, it, and so I'm talking purely from a business strategy standpoint. You have a very, very unpopular mode. And if you start investing in it, you're taking a risk of most people being like, yeah, no, thank you, dude. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I, I tried Gambit. I tried that out. I'm not a fan. I don't give a frick what you're doing to it. Um, so there's a bunch of subs that I have to thank that I missed. I am so sorry about this. Holy crap. I am so sorry. Yuri with nine months, two months from more Megadeth. Fresh out of Folsom with nine months, 20 months from the Papa Chop. Gifted a sub to Mom Roy. Thank you, Papa Chop, for doing that. Angry Pete with 15 months. Immaculate with 20 months. Three months from Tommy Boy. Sweet Cheeks with 17 months. Avenger with 21 months. Uncle Ebenezer with seven months and 12 months from the Assyrian. Guys, I'm sorry I took so long on those. I apologize. We're getting caught up in Q&A and editing Q&A and filtering. I missed a bunch. I'm sorry it took so long. That's rough to read through all those two for audio listeners. Ya boy, Flower. Uh, how would you feel if Drifter, Eris, and whoever else gets the teaser are representative of an allegiance you can now take in the DLC? Um, Avenger just gifted five subs as well, so check the chat to see if you got one. If you are a new sub, you get 45 emotes and you get ad-free viewing. You get the bypass ads. I, I know folks go down this line of thinking because of... Um, uh, Luke Smith's, you know, World of Warcraft roots and choosing a side, okay? So people have speculated about we're going to get darkness subclasses and we're going to choose the darkness or the light. And there are people that have said something like this. Oh, what if the choice we made between Drifter and Vanguard comes to fruition? I just don't see that landing in this game. I don't. I, I, I don't think... With what we know about how they struggle to make lots of content and significant changes, the engine, the tools, it's a cement truck. I I can envision really big changes to the guns and re- retooling and doing a huge, huge pass on subclasses. I can see all those things happening. Creating a long, like, term allegiance, like, thing. I, I don't know. I really, really don't know. I just, I that feels so, so big. We're, we're already speculating about big changes coming in September. That sounds even bigger to me. That sounds like a whole new game. So I am not opposed to it. I like this theory. You know, we'd have like these three here. They're like an alternate vanguard. And then we choose to be allegiant to them. In the realm of the story's progression, I don't think that fits, right? It seems more like there's an incoming threat and everybody is basically buckling down to work on what the frick are we going to do? Um, you know, I know that Osiris said there's a line drawn in the system, light on one side, dark on the other, and he asked, you know, Rasputin, which side are you on? Uh, I again don't know if that's an indication that like we're going to be able to pick the dark side. You know, Parasito. Based on previously discussed lore, the Drifter might be meeting up with the Stranger and Eris. Would you like Bungie to tie all stories up at the same time, or do they need more individual individuality for closure? I, 
I'm always okay with like bigger story with micro stories. I think it's okay. Like we've had little things happening in the midst of big things, you know, the nightmares, but then there's a pyramid ship. What the frick? And so they're kind of related. And then you had like Vex invasions. So that was like a micro story that we solved in the midst of a bigger story happening. Like the almighty is a threat to the, the, you know, to the, the last city, but also the freaking pyramid ships are on the way. So there's, there's definitely like micro stories and macro stories happening at the same time. I'm okay with either. I don't get really, really opinionated about this. Like, oh, they better, you know, give if the, if the stranger comes back, she better have her own DLC and all this stuff. Like, I, I don't I don't think that, that they, they need to necessarily do that. Like, oh, Eris and Drifter deserve their own seasons and their own stories. If they tie it all together and they don't get a lot of screen time or they each get individual screen time, I'm good with all of it. I like that they're bringing things together, though. It seems like they are unifying the story, and I'm a fan of that, you know? JV Dubs. It seems like there are some questions around if Rasputin is a really good or a bad guy. If a character were to betray the Guardians and become a villain, who do you feel would make the best story? I think, honestly, Drifter is more likely to betray us and maybe even Eris. I feel like they're more likely to betray us than Rasputin. Rasputin's goal is to protect the gal- to protect the universe, basically. He sees himself as a guardian of the universe I, I see that doesn't that doesn't jive with a betrayal. I think either Eris or Drifter, and I don't even know if Eris or Drifter would betray us in the ha <laughs> tricked you, you sucker. It would be more like I have ulterior motives. I'm working on something that's far beyond what you even consider in the realm of like choice. They have bigger, you know, more aspirational goals. I mean, at the end of the Taken King, it was like What's going on here? Why is why is you know uh, why is uh, why is Eris talking to the queen? She says, "You were right, queen. You know, my queen. The guardian was the key." And then she's like, "I won't fail." Well, I mean, she's she something else is going on there. She didn't say anything to to, the, to our guardian about that. Our guardian doesn't know about that dialogue. We do as the player, but the guardian doesn't know that Eris was like using us to get something and that was because of the queen's elite like direction you see what i'm saying i so i don't think we're gonna get like that cliche moment of betrayal where like haha i've been fighting for the bad guys this whole time it's gonna be i think it'll be different than that like why are you doing this you know and they'll and they'll have a bigger goal in mind you know not just like oh shooting you in the back largo more raids tend to have an NPC associated with them, Petra and Last Wish, Eris and the Garden. Do you think it's likely that the Drifter would be associated with a new raid on Europa? This is one of those predictions that I think is really reaching just a bit. I mean, I would think that would be cool, but I don't know if we can ham fist this in there. Like, well, Petra with Last Wish, Eris with the Garden, and now this with that. Like, Eris was basically the narrator of two raids i mean you had crota what isn't didn't she talk to us about crota and then she also was like the main sort of driver for oryx um so i don't know i don't i don't know if this is like uh and then callus with leviathan but like callus well it was it was benedict benedict was an npc for the and he was his sweeper bot you see what i'm saying i don't know um I, I'm just going to shrug at this and say, yeah, maybe. I don't know if they'd want to use him as a raid NPC because 
I don't think he's going to be around for forever, and I think that would that would be strange to you know have him suddenly leaving. I think eventually he'll be gone. Void Pill. With the Drifter teaser from yesterday seeming to point toward fall expansion content rather than Season 11, what do you feel are appropriate expectations for next season? We've talked about this quite a bit, about how, like, if they go nuts in the summer, will that set expectations? And then people are like, oh, every season should be this big and full. And then we get into the winter season, people are complaining because they're like, oh, this isn't as good as the summer. Uh, I basically said... If that happens, people just need to stop being, you know, a a Destiny Karen. And the example I gave is, like, you know when you go to a business establishment like Qdoba, and there's that new trainee who gives you way more chicken than they're supposed to, and you're like, oh, wow, this is great. And then you're not going to go back and get angry the next time. You're like, well, the last time I bought this burrito, man, the guy did two big heaping scoops. And they're like, yeah, that's not how we're supposed to do it. So if we get a big heaping scoop this summer, that doesn't mean we're going to get that every time we buy a $10 season, okay? So I... I think what they're doing is they're linking them together. I would, I could see them saying Europa gets introduced in the summer. Maybe we do a story mission there and then that's the end of it. And then it becomes a patrol space in September. You know, it's called your mileage may vary. Right, right, right. And as somebody is saying in chat, $10 is super, super cheap. So if we get just an absolute grand slam this summer, you can't be like, yep, every time they do a season for $10, I better get all this. Like, that's not, I don't think that's a reasonable expectation. Sometimes it's just a bank error in your favor. You get more than you're supposed to. And I feel like seasons are like that. Every season's not going to be equal. I just think we have to come to accept that. Do you think we'll get a teaser today? If we get a teaser today, it would hit around now. Right around now is when I think that they would tweet it. They tweeted that one yesterday right around this time. Uh, So, you know, all eyes on Twitter um, about that, you know? Um, So... uh, uh, Let's see. T-Spring has been... Fantastic. Sorry, somebody's asking for a recommendation. I'm going to Destiny 2's Twitter right now just to see. Coordinates received. Yeah, no, wait, hang on. It was at 1217 yesterday. It was like it was about quarter past noon yesterday when they did that trailer. So Classic Jaeger. Without trying to ask something that hasn't already been answered, what do you think will be the characters that will be teased heading to Europa? I don't have a prediction here. We know Eris, and then there's like these rumors that there's a stranger's going to be there, which is freaking nuts. Like, I think people are going to genuinely get hyped if she shows up. She holds a lot of mystery in her presence. We don't understand her. We don't know what her motives are. Um, if she shows up, I think it'll be I think it'll be pretty significant. People will get pretty freaking hyped. Um, and I think that that's, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a possible, I don't have a laundry list right now. I said, it'd be cool. I agreed with somebody when they made this prediction, somebody in chat said, what if they do a different character every day till Tuesday, like Ikora and then Zavala. And that would be cool. Um, you know, destiny game Twitter replied to a tweet three minutes ago. So more than likely they're uploading the next season trailer soon. Yeah. I mean, if they're being active on Twitter right now, it may hit any time. Um, so luck with sunsetting Bungie will incentivize us to let go of current weapons and chase new ones in the new paradigm. Do you think that they'll let us pull current random rolled weapons from collections? 
I don't know if they're going to do that. I have simply said, let us store one roll in the collections to free up our vault. And then you could always pull out some roll that you really liked from the past. If you just felt like it, didn't they say the stranger story was done with? I mean, I don't remember the exact phrasing, but I remember at the time Viking, I read it and was like, that doesn't mean for forever. I don't remember the exact way that they, they answered it. But I remember being like, that's not for forever. That's not an absolutist statement. You'd have to find the statement. But I remember reading and thinking, nah, they could still pull her back in the future. You know? I agree with the point you made yesterday. While I think people can universally agree the season was bad, if we had the activities from previous seasons lasting a whole year, it wouldn't have felt like such a big kick. Yeah, the new format, I think. that. Oh, that's a, that's a good point, Arcanist. With what we were just talking about, how like this season may be more substantive, in year four, seasonal content and pursuits don't go away after the season's over. So if there is a weak, weak season in the bunch, it will be more tolerable because not we're not losing stuff. You know, Sundial would have stuck around. Those pursuits would have stuck around. So I think that, uh, I think that would have felt... It would have still been a bummer. I still think people would have disliked this season. But as you say, it would have been more tolerable. And that's year four's format. So year four format, I think, will help a weaker season. If there is one, it'll help it limp along because there'll be more content around it supporting it. Augustine. How do you feel about the pacing and marketing of season 11? Will the suspense come at the cost of the a la carte players? This is a good question because I was, I was wrong about this and I got corrected on this. You cannot buy the season until it's live on Tuesday. Okay. You can't. So it's not like they're failing to market and get pre-orders right now. That's not a thing. So as long as all that information hits Tuesday, it works. It's totally fine. All the info hits Tuesday, there's a trailer, there's a schedule, there's the season pass rewards, and you can buy it with silver if you'd like, right? Oh, I skipped your question, sorry. So I think think this seasonal marketing is fine. As I said moments ago, I prefer the mystery over the data dump. Because they can, here's why, here's why. They can always do the data dump later. They can always do it later. Mystery, mystery. Ooh, what? Oh, what's that? Ooh, look at that. What's this mean? Blah, 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 blah. And then they can do the data dump on Tuesday. We're still going to get the data dump. We're still going to get the info. I think this is better. Mr. Feltz. I've always felt Drifter was a cool character with awesome lore, but didn't like how he was utilized. Do you see him being a central character going forward, and how would you tie him in? I think he is already a central character. You just have to pay attention to what he says. If you watch all those scenes where he's talking with the nine, he already is a central character. He is he is significant, and I think it's cool to to pull him back in. I he's one of the I, I agree. I think he's one of the best characters they've added, and that's not just because I like to do his imper- impersonations of him. I I legit think he's like one of the cooler characters they've ever added. He's got swagger and style and he don't answer to nobody. Ain't no scam, you know, how you live in hotshot. Like he's cool. We don't have Kate anymore, but we got the drifter. He's cool. And it's a bummer he's attached to it's a bummer he's attached to Gambit cuz Gambit so it, it's it's so unpopular. I'm not going to say it's bad. I'll say it's unpopular in the community. Augustine uh, oh, I already answered that one. Uh, Copper Lion. By the way, before I go to the next question, if you're new, I, the viewership has just been so insane lately. 
Uh, <laughs> um, thank you so much for being here. The 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 turnouts lately have been crazy. Uh, if you're new and haven't clicked follow yet, please be sure to do that. That's the re- that's the little heart button. You can even uh, turn on notifications so you don't miss out on these streams. I basically do this Monday through Friday: talks, discussions, Q and A. This is kind of like a podcast that you can interact with. Keep me on in the background. I'm family friendly. I know a lot of folks are stuck at home, so you can kind of have me on in the background throughout the day whether you're working and lurking or you got you know you're you're playing the game and lurking thank you so much for all the uh, all the all the big turnouts lately it's been really really fun to see this type of this type of contents i know very different like i'm not really playing the game when i'm doing this and the fact that people are kind of flocking to it's really exciting we've been doing this kind of thing for a long time so thank you again for longtime supporters or new folks i really i really really appreciate that frick is not family friendly i don't give a frick what you think how's that for family friendly um so is this a good time for Bungie to free up space in the game with the almighty coming and the idea of new spaces coming it seems like uh, it's becoming needed and a good time to happen there's all kind of speculation about this like how are they going to free up space how are they going to do a significant change and update to the game how are they going to have this massive year 4 launch like how are they going to do that it, it is if there's if they're limited on space it seems like they're saying things that are juxtaposed we gotta save space oh we're running out of room oh my word blah 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 and then all of a sudden it's like year four you're not prepared stuff's gonna stay for the year oh what the heck's going on so i don't i don't have an answer to this are they gonna just literally start deleting planets are they gonna are they gonna terraform them and change them i think the most likely outcome and treatment of the existing stuff is that they 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 update it and terraform it change it you know like the 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 pyramids show up and take us to the upside down they they take and defy the game you got to remember luke smith was one of the you know he was he was kind of one of the brainchild children of the taken king and that was something they did then they they takenified the game and used a lot of existing assets they didn't have to create a whole new enemy, but they did. And so I think Luke Smith could have looked at the game and been like, listen, D2 vanilla was awful. And now we have all these assets. We have all these planets. We have all these weapons and these strikes. We need to get capital out of this stuff. We need to, we need to relaunch the game. We need to relaunch destiny Two, And this is how we're going to do it. And that's what I think is the most likely outcome. Deleting planets from the game I'm not going to say they won't do it, but I'm going to say that's that's less likely than utilizing the existing assets to make them cooler, better, different, or whatever. Knowing Bungie and how they operate, I think my prediction is a little bit more likely in light of the pattern and in light of who's in charge and things he's talked about, reinvigorating core activities. So... 10 months from short change hero thank you and then a brand new prime sub from spiel uh spielo i don't know how to say that thank you spiel enjoy the dope badge emotes and ad free viewing if you have a twitch prime sub you can this is a great place to use it you don't get ad free viewing anymore with twitch prime but i give you ad free viewing on my channel when you sub so you can get back some of the the ability to bypass ads if you hang out here a lot Obi-Wan Kenobi. With the rumors Xbox could start the partnership with Bungie next year, could this be the biggest content drop as Xbox may give support to the studio? So, the 
the theory that I floated out there that Microsoft and, and Bungie were working together. Thank you for the four gifted subs, twin uh, twin syndrome. So the day the day that Bungie announced they were breaking with Activision, Phil Spencer had his tweet reply. We have a command in here called Phil Spencer if you want to read his reply. That day I started predicting there might be something going on here. I think I think Microsoft might be leaning back in and they might be working together. That theory is getting traction. So Paul Tassi recently started saying like, man, there might be something here because they, they were tweeting back and forth. And he's like, are you guys dating? And so we here and me personally have been really pushing that theory more and more. And now it's picking up traction. I will say this. It could be as simple as cross play between Xbox one series X and PC. It could be as simple as that. Like that's a big selling point for the new Xbox and Phil Spencer's like, let's use your game as one of the flagship titles for that. So it could be as simple as that. It could be as big as a new engine. It could be as big as porting destiny two to a new engine. Bungie likes having a development partner. They do. Vicarious Visions ported Destiny 2 to PC, and then they were a development partner that helped create content. Microsoft could have, at that announcement, that was a couple years ago, That right? By the time this all ends, that was two years ago. They, they could have said, let's, let's, port, let's port your game to our engine. This engine works great. It, it's working great for this new Halo. It'd be perfect to capture the feel of Destiny. You know... It could be as big as that or as simple as you would make a great flagship play anywhere title. Let's get that going. Uh, let's get all that background infrastructure working so that you can play Destiny 2 with Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and PC gamers all, all together if you want. They're not going to go down the road for exclusives. Luke Smith and Mark Noseworthy said no more platform exclusives and Phil Spencer said they're not interested in doing that anymore. So unless both companies basically just like lied to the public, I don't think they will ever do exclusives with Microsoft. Both Phil Spencer and Luke Smith and Mark Noseworthy established that like that's not something that they want to do in different statements that are unrelated to each other. After Tomb Raider's exclusivity deal, Phil Spencer said they were moving away from doing that. And when they announced New Light and Shadow Keep, Luke, Luke, uh, Luke Smith and Mark Noseworthy both came out and said no more platform exclusives. So they're not going to trot that back. I, I again, I believe they're working together. To what extent will remain a mystery. I think there's a, there's a spectrum of possibilities. It could be as simple as play anywhere, play you know cross play. It could be as complex as a new engine for a new game or porting this game to a new engine. It, you know what I mean? To utilize more space on the new consoles and stuff. And then Microsoft would be in prime position to provide the dedicated servers and have it integrate with xCloud. And Driver. With the theory of Drifter Eris and the Stranger being uh, talked about by the Nine, what would your thoughts on Zer becoming an involved character with the dialogue? Good way to reinvent him besides him being for new lighters. I mean, obviously, I think everyone would freak out if there was a cutscene and, like, Zer, like, you know, crotchety old Zer, like, limped up and was like, I am but a trash collector. Like, and, you know, and he has, he has dialogue, you know, you are tool for physical violence. <laughs> you know, and he's like, he's, he, he could say some pretty significant things. I think Zer is, you know, something else. That would be cool. I don't know if they're going to do that, though. Steven... 
uh steven says what do you think bungie is trying to accomplish by linking season 11 so closely with year four normally we would have gotten the new trailer on tuesday you can't buy new seasons until it's out might we see a shift in the release of big expansions so this is basically something we've talked about a lot here in my theories of saying this season was light they gutted it they said the summer would be like no other time in destiny we're hearing whispers and rumors that year four is going to be huge and significant so i started theorizing they were going to come tied together as a package deal i think they're doing that because this is luke smith's vision for a single evolving world like a story that's more interwoven together and less of a like here's ada here's drifter here's opulence like it's this isn't like you know, one-off episodes like they have in shows like, I don't even know, like early X-Files episodes are like that. Like nothing's connected. It's just like in this episode, they're trying to find this guy that can squeeze through vents. And in this episode, they're trying to find out why these people are dying in the forest. It That's kind of how DLCs and seasons felt like up to now. And now they're tying it all together. Television shows do that, by the way. Like, the more popular they become, the more the meta-narrative starts to take place. Like, Scully touched Mulder's hand the other night, and I was like, oh. Like, you know, and now and now the Cancer Man finally said something. You're like, oh. Like, the meta-narrative starts to get more firmly established, and it becomes less episodic. I feel like that's what's happening with Destiny. And that's why I feel like the summer and September are tied together. They want it to feel more significant. So... Spoilers. Stamp says, With Drifter and Eris, and others hopefully as well, traveling to Europa, should these vendors disappear from their respective locations, or is it okay that they stay where they are? I never really know how to handle this. If if it's just a cutscene, and then they, they don't stay there, then there's no reason to have them, like, not in the tower. Like, I'm not here, hotshot. I'm all the way on Europa. Like, you know, <laughs> he's got a little voicemail message that we go push a button on at his station, you know? Um... <laughs> So, who moved? Wasn't there somebody that could be in both locations? I thought there was somebody that could be in both locations. Um, in any in any case, in any case, I would say that if they do go to another spot, was it Hawthorne? Hawthorne could be in like two spots. Is that who? I felt like there was somebody that could be in two places at once. They just they just kind of like let that happen. Um, I would say that it's fine. Like, it, I don't care. It's not like going to the tower and you're like, well, I'm going to go wander down here and well, Drifter's here. My immersion is totally broken. He's supposed to be on Europa right now. Uh, the internal clock of the game indicates that it's two 2.15 in the afternoon and he should be there right now. Like, I don't really give a frick about that. It's fine if he's in both places. Petra's in the Dreaming City and with Spider. Wait, is she standing there all the time? I thought she was only standing there for that one, like, mission. Uh, OP Mark. With our decision to side with the Drifter or Vanguard, do you think that we will ever get a repercussion of that choice? Maybe something in the new season. I'm telling you, I really, really doubt. Okay. I'm not saying, no, they'll never bring this back. I'm not saying they won't. I'm not saying that. But I really, really doubt they're going to suddenly be like, Hey, remember that thing you did months ago and it meant nothing? Now it means a lot. Ah, that I just don't, I don't think so. Now, maybe, maybe they would say, hey, remember that decision you made? You know, you know, hey, hero, you know, are you, are you done being a snitch? I'm giving you an opportunity to get back in. 
they might give you an opportunity to change your decision and then it would have an impact but i can't see them being like you know oh yeah yeah you picked vanguard <laughs> screw you goody goody you have to go do this like you'd be like now wait a minute like i <laughs> I don't want to do that, you know? So I think they would, if the, if if they circle back to that, I kind of feel like they'd give you an opportunity to change your decision because then you would know this has ramifications. That would feel like a bit of a sucker punch. So. PHDJ. A little off topic, but looking at this season as a whole, what do you think were the best aspects of this season? What were the biggest takeaways that Bungie can hopefully utilize in the season? The the biggest thing they did well in this season was storytelling. That that was the best thing that they did. The the story beats were excellent. You know, the stuff with Rasputin, he was there at the collapse, the pyramid ships, going down and seeing the original Rasputin, um, all of those things I think were were excellently done. The slow the slow um the slow storytelling with like the, the the dots are getting closer and now we have uh you know now we have the the, the, the almighty's threatening yeah. the cutscene handoff to this season with osiris confronting rasputin if you take the story beats as a whole this season has been excellent and sadly it's standing on a pile of crap it's just so disappointing the the fell winter quest is so it's like it's it's the Fellwinter Quest is like a perfect picture of this season. Jacked up execution and buggy and what the frick. I gotta do what? And then the story attached to it is dope. It's so dope. That's a picture of this entire season. <laughs> it's like the whole season. It's like the stuff we're doing is dope. What we have to do in order to do it is terrible. You know, Warmind cells were cool, but I, I still feel like Warmind cells were like a bunt. They got like I got somebody on base. It's like a little bunt. They didn't they didn't drive us to use them. They 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 I don't know. They didn't explain them. I I, I still don't feel like that was a strong hit. It was like yeah, Warmind cells were really cool and really creative, but they didn't draw any attention to them at all. Season of the Drifter was a lore bonanza, but most people hated the season. Oh yeah, like hindsight's twenty twenty. We go back and watch those scenes with the drifter, and we're like, "Holy frick, that was good storytelling." You know, that's another. You know, that's so crazy. Season of the Drifter and this season are so similar. Really cool storytelling, just super disappointing content. It's like they both are such mirrors of themselves. Like <laughs> Season of the Drifter and Season of the Worthy are so so. They're such good parallels to each other. Cause the stuff with Drifter was cool, as we said moments ago. He's one of the cooler characters in the game, and the and the and the game the, the content was awful in Drifter. Even Bungie's admitted that like <laughs> that Reckoning was bad content. I mean, they've all but said yeah, content sucked. I mean, they they basically admitted it was bad content favorite jam with the gambit weapons being added to the global loot pool will it become overbloated and become hard to get what you want um the loot okay so the world loot pool i said in my video about it i feel like we have half of the story we don't have the full story we don't i think there's more going on there i think that world loot pool is just meant to be the the bottom rung this is just the stuff you get when you're playing and i believe you're going to go up from that and then there's the redacted engram for targeted weapon and armor farming that's the new relevant stuff then there's activity specific loot above that raids 
Trials, a dungeon, you know, Grandmaster Nightfall is probably going to get an armor set, I think, every season. I think that's what you're going to get next season is they're taking that Eververse set out of the Eververse. I think they're going to put it in Grandmaster. So I think there's like a tier. You know, World Loot is supposed to be like at the bottom, just basic stuff. They keep it relevant. They rotate out stuff that gets sunset. And then above that is the redacted engram. Above that's activity specific. And then above that is the aspirational best in class standout stuff. They're going to, it's, it's, it's a hierarchy of loot. We don't presently have a hierarchy of loot. You can get a God roll shotgun token slamming Saint 14 and you can get a God roll shotgun going flawless. It's, it's freaking muddled. It doesn't make any sense. You're, the loot you get in Garden of Salvation is virtually interchangeable with weapons you can get from Ada bounties. Like it's the, it's the system right now. It's so bland. It's, it's honestly bland. It makes everything feel bland. Nothing feels standout and special. So what Bungie's doing is they're saying bottom rung will be bland, basic. Above that will be more interesting, more targeted, new, relevant. Above that will be aspirational, cooler, stronger, standout. Don't you see? Like it's like. It's kind of like if you if you paint a picture and you use the same like two shades of, of beige, you're like, I can't really see nothing really stands out in the picture. Now they're doing like beige, then tan, then brown, then black. And it's like, boom, 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 boom. A very clear, distinguishable difference between the loot and where it comes from. So folks keep zeroing in on that world loophole and they're like what the frick how am I going to get what I want there's like 30 weapons in there that's not it's not intended to be it's it's not intended to be a target farm it's just a generic loot that's no longer relevant or less relevant you know system failure with the season about to end and uh end will the war mine bits carry over with continued currency I don't know. I I think Warmind sell, Warmind bits are going to go away. And I think it's just another it's just another uh waste of uh or no, it's it's more evidence of a lack of oversight. They just had bad oversight, you know. We we t- we, we we I ranted about this this morning. Your most committed players that actually played a bunch this season we now have all these warmind bits and they aren't they're they're worse than worthless. They are actually worse than worthless. If you go and turn them in, you just end up all it does is you lose glimmer and you lose legendary shards. They're li- they are worse than worthless. They actually are they're if you use them they're a detriment to your resources. It's they're so it's so stupid. It is a lack of oversight. Why would you not at the very least let people end the season who played a bunch at least get something for their trouble? Yeah, you can just slam all your warm mind bits and start stocking up on more legendary shards and gun mats. Like that's at least something. You know, like, I don't know. We went from Empyrean Restoration to this. You know, it doesn't... Again, your most dedicated players... I spent 15 and I got 20 shards. The Ingram's double drop. It's really inconsistent, Flame. And even then, you netted five shards. Are, are Are you kidding me, homie? You bought three of the chipsets... And you got five shards from that. Like, 
and that's a gamble you might not even end up netting you got to do a larger sampling than that flame go for like an hour and see how much you net it's all it's just it's again i think this season had such a lack of oversight they just certain things happened and there was like why are y'all doing this again this season is a bad inning they didn't get anybody on base they didn't get any home runs they just struck out three times in a row seasonal content and activity that player struck out trials that player struck out the events and the way the season's ending that player struck out you know and then okay so maybe the first person up at bat was like the storytelling guy and like he got the third base right he got on base and he stole a couple bases like he did pretty well everybody else just struck out and left and that's a perfect analogy they left they left him stranded out there they left him stranded like the story guy got on base and got the third base and it was like oh this is great story these are great story beats and then everything else just ended up leaving him stranded bad content bad loot structure bad loot you know bad trials what the frick like they just left that poor guy stranded so the story's just out there like i got the third base what the frick did you guys do like the storytelling team has to be so disappointed like we got come on we did a good job this is cool stuff this is like we 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 did all this neat stuff with rasputin what the heck did you guys do what is this why did you do a non-match made failable activity with a power delta for the main seasonal content? What the frick? Why'd you guys do that? If I was on the story team, I would be livid. I'm like, we did some of the coolest, most unprecedented stuff with Rasputin and things in the game changing, and you guys shoveled out crap. Like, if I, I'd be so angry at the activity team, the, the weapon team. I'd be so angry. I'm like, what the frick did you guys do? It would be so disappointing. They did so many cool things this season. It's it is it's, it is very very disappointing. You can call me a bungee shill and apologist all you want. I've been very very hard on this season, deservedly so. I have a bigger dog in this fight. I love Rasputin. I everything about him, the aesthetic, the colors, the vibe. He's awesome. I thought, oh yeah, dude, Rasputin and bunkers. This is gonna be sick. And it's just a freaking dud of a season. Um, story got hit a double. The Warmind Cell team got walked, and everyone else struck out. Right. The Warmind Cell guys are like, you guys did that. That's all you did. <laughs> you know? It's got to be a bummer. Because they don't see the big picture. You know? Their head's down. They're writing. They're typing. They're coming up with all their cool ideas. And then they get a month into the season. And I'm like, they're like, you sons of guns completely just absolutely botched this. You know? Can you imagine being the team that worked on the the storytelling with Rasputin and the holograms and that insanely cool bunker we go down into and we see the original Rasputin imagine being that team and seeing that quest land you would be spitting nails what did you guys do why what no one's even doing the activity it's glitched they can't even get in there what did you do <laughs> they'd have to be so angry it was so cool uh, <laughs> it was so cool it looked boring we got the entire backstory to Fellwinter. what do you mean boring 
Rasputin literally created a guardian and then killed him like hundreds of times. And then we saw the original Rasputin, the old like Russian satellite detection system. Come on. It was awesome. <laughs> How can you say that's boring? Oh, he meant leveling the bunkers was boring. Oh, yeah, that was that was mind-numbing. <laughs> that was mind-numbing. Lore equals meh. You are freaking dreaming. You are asleep right now. If you thought the lore about Felwinter and Rasputin was boring, you are literally asleep in the corner. It was dope. It was freaking dope. Nolan. Could there be an issue with making space in the game when people have paid for the certain areas in previous expansions? We don't know. Okay, so there's Consumer Protection Act that may protect us from them deleting stuff. However, there may be like legalese loopholes. They made everything free. Do you remember last minute before Shadowkeep, they made like all of year two free? They were just like, yeah, all the activities are free too. They like threw in more. Now, they may have done that because there's some legalese loophole where they're like, once those the, once those pieces of content have been free for 365 calendar days, they're they're you're free to delete them. They no longer have re- they no longer retain their their transactional value because literally you you don't have to pay for them anymore. They're free items. So, you know what I mean? It gets dicey because they're removing weapons too. Like there's certain weapons you're not going to be able to get. What are you going to do about that? Are you, you going to throw a fit about that? What, were they wrong to remove guns from Dead Orbit in Destiny One? You couldn't get the hung jury anymore. What what, what you see? What I'm saying. Now they didn't delete it from your inventory, so that's that analogy is not perfect. But I'm curious if the reason they made last-minute changes to what was free is because there are actual like legal loopholes that allow them to remove things from the game that have been free for a certain number of you know certain amount of time. Listen, if anybody complains about vanilla stuff getting deleted, I don't buy it. I I don't buy it. They're just wanting to complain. They're not interacting with the content. Well, I can't believe they removed Titan in those adventures. I played them uh, two and a half years ago, haven't touched them since, but on principle, because I'm a Destiny Karen, I have to complain about everything. That's a slap in the face. Like, the Destiny Karens just need to take a freaking vacation. Like, I, I don't think it's a problem if Bungie decides to remove items of the game to make space. People get on these principled hills to die on and I'm like can you just shut the frick up and let us play a video game like do you really think it's that big of a deal it's this it's this affront to you and your sensibilities that they remove a planet from the game just shut the frick up please like I'm tired of debating things that don't matter with destiny Karens it's not going to be a, an insult or a slap in the face or any of that if they remove anything that was in like vanilla you know I, I just and these same destiny Karens that would complain about a planet getting deleted will also complain that it's just a reskin if they repurpose it so you're stuck okay these people leave you stuck if you delete it that's an insult and a slap in the face how dare you do that if they repurpose it that's that's a reskin that's lazy 
It's okay. So we just leave these planets dormant, dead, and doing nothing for forever because we don't want to insult your Karen sentimentality about like I paid for that, and if we reskin it, that's also a problem. Don't you see? It's an it's a non-falsifiable position. They're always angry. They're always upset. They're the Destiny Karens. Like you can't satisfy them. They would rather hurt the game long term. Like no, leave those planets in there. Almost nobody goes to them, and they don't matter. And they're derelict and dormant nothing relevance happening on them but don't you dare take them out and don't you dare think about reskinning them and using them because oh my goodness i'm not paying for lazy development like it's just a freaking it's a it's a non-falsifiable position no matter what bungie does with the old outdated planets or areas there is a complaint they can pull from their rolodex that's extremely dismissive I love going destinations and going on old adventures when content's slow and will be slow. Yeah, but that's that's not normative, Light Leap. If Bungie looks at the engagement numbers and like 1% of the community is regularly frequenting an old planet like that, if you're going to get a new area because they remove Titan, are you honestly going to complain about that? You know, well, periodically when I'm bored, I go to Titan or run adventures. What the frick? That's not a reason to keep it in the game. What do you mean? No, make space for new stuff. I'm not trying to be dismissive to somebody who might think, no, I, I like I like the, the feel of the universe of Destiny and I don't want pieces of it to leave. If if you're thoughtful in your in your hesitancy to like sign off on Bungie deleting stuff, I I get that right. But like, not normative to you. You said patrol is the most popular activity. The patrol space is the is where most players hang out. But that doesn't mean that like Titan or Titan Adventures or vanilla campaign story missions, those things are not getting high engagement right? EDZ public space has got to be one of the most engaged with areas. It has to be. IO public space, Mercury, and Titan are probably the least. EDZ and then Nessus is probably second in line, followed by Dreaming City, Tangled Shore, and then like IO, well, Moon's probably in there too. IO and Mercury are, and, are, and Titan are probably way down there. Listen, we're not talking about you're 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 now creating a new argument oh well people play the content okay but if it's old outdated and irrelevant why would you not want to rejuvenate it why would you not want to like breathe new life into it do you know what i'm saying instead of leaving it and that's what i mean if they reskin it that's a problem if they, if they delete it, that's a problem. It's like they can't do anything with it without upsetting people. Give me literally five seconds to open the door. It's getting warm in here because I'm shouting. This room gets really, really warm. I got to get like a... There's like a fan we're going to look into getting just to move the air down here. Okay, so that rants over. Let's move on to the uh, the next question. A lot of hot air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aside from filling weapon vacancies, what else can Bungie do in Season 11 to help players prepare for systematic changes in September? Well, I mean, Bungie knows where some of those vacancies are going to be. Um, it's hot. Can you bump the air? 
<laughs> I'm asking my wife. Um, they know where some of the vacancies are, so maybe be intentional about that. Like, if they know there's a certain archetype of hand cannon, shotgun, or whatever that'll be basically not endgame viable, they could potentially try to fill those gaps. So, she says, it's running. Okay, <laughs> we're going to have to invest in a fan for me. Quincy the Third. Uh, with Bungie's new marketing strategy presumably being more catered to people already fans of the season, how could Bungie market new seasons and expansions to both new and longtime players? Well, so one of the reasons that I think this new marketing strategy is so smart is because it creates this idea of something is happening. There's a difference between, oh, Bungie's launching new content and something is happening in Destiny. So when something is happening, you want to be there for that. You want to see what's going on. You're interested. You know, we raided Maj and Taj last night and Mo's not played for a while. And even he's like, dude, what's going on in destiny? I'm seeing all this, seeing all these tweets and stuff. Like what's happening over there. You see what I'm saying? Like he, he's not even playing and he's hearing about like, oh wow, something's going on over there. What's been happening? What, you know, am I going to want to come back and play? I told him, I think year four is going to be pretty big. And he's like, well, they're going to have to make some pretty significant changes for me to come back. So if you're trying to appeal to new or longstanding players that maybe took a break, I think, I think having something happen is just magnetic. It's, oh man, the, the tower, the what, the almighty, the pyramid ships, what is happening? What is going on? That I think is, is more effective than Bungie being like, here's our new season calendar and season pass. Like they do that every time. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It almost becomes white noise. If it's too predictable, you're like, yep. Okay, cool. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. Another season, another grind, another artifact. But when something's happening, you want to be involved. You don't want to miss out on that. The Lightning Within. What do you think of the rumors about a Darkness subclass? They've been rumored for forever, and I just continue to have significant doubts that they're going to do it in this game. They've been rumored for forever. It's like it's like when you're grinding for a god roll, and people are like, you're getting it this next time. For sure, for sure getting it, for sure getting it. They say that 85 times. And when you finally get the god roll, they're like, see, I told you. So it's like, that's what I feel like Darkness subclasses are. Yeah, we're getting them. Oh, yeah, definitely coming. Nope, didn't get them. Oh, they're definitely coming next time. Nope. Oh, it's coming. Nope. And then when we finally get it, people are going to be like, see, I told you we were getting Darkness subclasses. Well, yeah, if you say it every time, eventually, maybe you'll be right. (laughs) I. This is like the choosing a side question. This feels too big. This feels too big to shove into the current game. If there's going to be an allegiance choice, if there's going to be darkness subclasses, I feel like that would be in the next game. People are doubting the existence of the next next game. I still believe it's happening. I I would I would think that is what they would uh, that's where they would do it. So from Bungie's SLA Live and Time Limited Game Elements, your use of the program involves interaction with Bungie's live game environment. The program and its live game environment change over time. Bungie does not guarantee that you will be able to participate in all events or earn all in-game achievements. This basically giving them any right to remove content at any time. Yeah, I mean, if that's in their EULA, so... 
Yo, what's good, Pugs? Yeah, there's a lot of people here today. If you've just tuned in and you're new, I've been saying this throughout the day. I do this Monday through Friday. It's like an interactive podcast. It's family friendly. You don't got to worry about me like cursing up a storm. Lots of folks treat me as like an interactive podcast. They lurk and listen throughout the day. Keep me on in the background. Lots of folks are stuck at home. All the sorts of stuff happening in the world. I try to deliver a great, you know, great content and a great show every day. If you're enjoying your time, remember the easiest way to support me is to click the follow button and that then you can check that you want to be notified when I go live and then you'll never miss a stream. I'm basically here Monday through Friday. This is what we do during the day. We talk destiny we do q a sessions it's a blast thank you for being here both new and old uh viewers next question how much do you think this type of storytelling has contributed to the steady player engagement numbers story fomo hidden quests i would actually say the season pass is doing more for steady engagement numbers. And I think that's why it always hits the same threshold every time. The last like week or two, we dip below a million players down into like the 800,000s. I think people have figured out how much they have to play to get all the items in the season pass. I think the season pass is just paying dividends of game of, of engagement. It, it, people are like, I, I bought it for $10. I want to get all the stuff. The really cool stuff's at the end. So the season pass has got to be one of their one of their best ideas. It just keeps people playing, um, you know. And if you're more casual, it's like a perfect sort of. I'm always getting something for my time setup. There's always a little bit more to move. There's always a few more things to get, and then you feel like you got you know value transmission. Ah, yeah, I spent ten bucks. I got all these, I got a couple of guns, I got an armor set, I got an ornamental armor set, I got a ship, I got an emote, I, you know, I got an exotic, I got an exotic ornament. Thank you, Pugs, for 44 months, man. Hope you're safe. Um, Z Speed with 12 months, Harry Joe with three months, four months from Erase, uh, Eraserino, and then Maverick with five months. Thank you for all those resubs, guys. Sorry that there was a little slow on the callouts. So... Yeah, I mean, people are saying they're 145. I'm, you know, I'm in the 150s. You, you guys are in a Twitch chat, though. I think, I think the the more casual players that never step foot here, I think they play for almost the entire season and they just slowly get the stuff. You know what I mean? Only people actually enjoy it. I know so many people who play just because they already bought it. Doing bounties and gathering XP to fill a bar to get stuff's not Destiny. Well, and they've addressed that, so that's not going to be the standard going forward. I think bounties are still going to be very central in the summer. I still think bounties will be very central in the summer, but that's supposed to change in year four. They've acknowledged that that's like not the ideal situation. They want the activity XP versus bounty XP payouts to be better balanced. So no TWAB this week per last week's TWAB. What do you mean there's no TWAB? They said there's not going to be a TWAB. They said that last week. Are you sure? They're... I don't think they said that. I think the only times they don't do TWABs is when it's like the winter break. They make it very, very crystal clear when there's no TWAB. I do not believe they said that. I don't think that's accurate. It's, uh, it's insanity says with Bungie responding on Twitter saying so far in regards to nothing having happened with the almighty, uh, with only five days left in the season, have they l- left it too long without anything happening or is this perfect timing in your mind? So my opinion on the matter has been stated a-, a couple of times already. I think this is dope. I think it creates interest and mystery. I think it's cool. They've never really done something like this before. I do truly believe 
they're doing something in the game. I've been I've been predicting Friday, and folks are saying they've heard Saturday. So something's happening. There's literally an emblem that we ha- don't have yet, and it has to take place in this season. Could there be consequences on the moon and the hive if Eris leaves? Well, I don't think so. I, I, I don't I don't think she's like holding down the fort there. I, you know, NPCs are able, I think, to travel. You know, she's able to take a bathroom break if she needs to. Like, I don't think the moon's going to fall apart if she goes away for a while. And plus, we we basically didn't we end it? I mean, by I don't know if we ended it. I don't really know how that story rounded itself out. I know we ended the Vex invasions, but I don't know what we did with the nightmares. Um, I don't know. And the Guardians continue to go back there. Gritter says the reveal stream is this Tuesday before reset last year Datto hosted the reveal for the fall what special guest would you like to see this year as a surprise especially considering Tom Skerritt is meeting with them now I don't ever have like a laundry list of like oh they should fly out so and so right now they're probably not flying anybody out because of the because of the you know situation with COVID so you know I, I don't have a laundry list of people that would you know I can tell you as a guardian, we don't use the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Argon Nebula. Apologies if I accidentally submitted twice. With the hints uh, and glitches showing damage to the tower due to the Almighty, what do you think the effects will be purely visual or will there be gameplay implications? Probably not like gameplay implications. Like, I don't think they're going to like kill somebody and you're like, well, who? where's my NPC? Like, I, you know, I can't get to the postmaster. I don't think they're going to do any gameplay implications. I think it'll be like, oh, wow, the world's changing. We got attacked. We barely survived, you know, kind of a thing. Uh, Third Culture Geek. I finally reached 1,000, and I played this game solo for mental health and other reasons. So no, not I'm not new, but I'm an odd player. How do you think this coming season may affect players like me who have no access to a dedicated fire team? I don't know anything about the new season, so I couldn't tell you. I'm going to tell you what I I tell everybody who comes at the game like this, okay? There's been five years of content that basically exists on a spectrum, and the upper echelon content is not there for people who don't have a pre-made fire team. Grandmaster Nightfalls, uh, Dungeons, Raids, Trials. I think that, that, that principle will continue. So will there be stuff for you to do? Yes. Do I think we need to continue to have like a good entry point, accessible entry point for people that just want like non-failable match-made stuff to do? Absolutely think that they should do that. But that doesn't mean that every bit of the season is going to be built for you. Certain things just require a fire team. They've been communicating that to us very clearly for the last five years. So your expectations, I think, sometimes need to be in line with what they deliver. I don't think I don't expect them to suddenly do matchmaking for raids and trials and stuff. Coach with nine months, so happy for all your success. Keep grinding. Thank you. Two months from Tech Hazard. Oh no, the Hazard. Uh, a Johnny. Which mods will have a longer term impact on the game? Charge with light or war mind? Charge with light. Charge with light because of um, powerful friends. Is Tikulia, uh, since you're patient zero to SIVA infection, what are your thoughts on SIVA involvement in the next season, specifically if we see more infected races? I, the only thing I've theorized, I don't like to go off into these theories and predictions because it's so hard to end up being right about particulars. I go big picture predictions. That's why I, I think I, I have a better track record of predicting things that happen. You get specific and you're throwing a dart and hoping to hit a bullseye with the lights off. Like it's just, it's unlikely I'm going to hit a bullseye here, but I thought it would be cool if Rasputin opened up like another bunker or store or something, or he helped us 
forge like SIVA augmented weapons. So they would look normal, but they would be like SIVA augmented to fight against the new enemy race. And then they could also do like SIVA augmented abilities. So if you want your subclasses to change, you want your abilities to change, it would be what you've been doing, but suddenly Way of a Thousand Cuts is like SIVA augmented and it's different and it does different things. Like you throw the blades and it puts like SIVA crawlers on the ground that do like an area of effect or something in an entanglement. Um, Just things like that. Again, I'm throwing a dart in a room with the lights off and a blindfold on. The odds of me getting a bullseye and being like, yep, that's what's going to happen. SIVA augmented weapons and SIVA augmented subclasses. That sounds really cool, but it's like, what are the odds of me being right? You know, all we know right now about SIVA is Rasputin's got it. He baited the Iron Lords and trapped them because he knew they were going to want to use it. I don't know why he did that. I don't know what else he has planned for it. So, Lucky Tomahawk. When the emissary said, keep playing the game, do you think she was warning Drifter of what is coming or do you suspect the Nine working in the pyramids? This is one of the ones where I don't really have a clue what's going on other than the Nine could be involved. With the Drifter teaser indicating that we'll be on D2 for another year, would you like to see a change to the seasonal format and the artifact system or is this still sustainable for the game? I like the change that they're making with the seasonal format that like stuff's not going away every season. I wonder what that means for the artifact. They haven't spoken to it. I find the artifact to be a good idea that has pretty significant uh, flaws. Um, limiting my loadout for an entire season. If I don't like the guns that can use the anti-champion mods, then I'm, you know, I'm kind of stuck. I think the champion mod should just be standard on all primaries. Use whatever the frick you want. They should start putting, you know, champion mods on secondaries. They put overload on a sword this season. Start doing more of that. Get rid of the glimmer perks and do more. I think passive perks would be cool. Like as you unlock it, you get passive perks. Um, you know, that would be more like, oh, I got this cool thing that's happening now. I think there's different iterations they can do with it. I think it was a cool idea and a cool experiment. Hopefully they've learned a lot of good lessons and got good feedback because every time I look at it, I'm just like, what the frick? Like, and then if you want to reset it and experiment, it gets more expensive every time. That's got to be one of the dumbest decisions ever. It's like, oh yeah, you can experiment and try different things, but it'll cost you more and more and more and more. So people just pick the things they want and they just leave it alone. Like that, there's a handful of things they got to change. Uh, dude gone skyward. So Ghost Fragments, Legends 2 says, the nine are ancient Leviathan intelligences from the seas of Europa or the hydrocarbon pits of Titan. Do you think that we will see more of the nine? Yeah, see, this is just a yes or no. The I'm not, I'm not angry, by the way. You might be newer. We don't like questions like this because I end up having to say so many times. I deleted about 15 questions like this, by the way, before we even started. You're basically saying, do you think Bungie's going to do more with the nine? I, that's a yes or no question. And if I say yes, then I got to go into like prediction speculation mode. I, I don't like doing that with story elements like this because it's so unlikely I'm going to get it right. So I just keep saying, yeah, maybe the nine will be a part of it. Lafayette Voodoo. How probable is it that Rasputin either failed or betrayed us, leading to the destruction of the tower? This is another one you're just asking me to predict what they do with the story, so I got to skip it. Egyptian Joe. Why do you think they prefer to see... Why do you think or prefer to see a replaced Drifter as the Gambit vendor? Ikora, maybe bring a new version of Gambit under the Vanguard guidance. I think we've talked enough about Gambit and what they probably need to do with it, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the next question. 
uh, Martin Van Ruin. Have we talked about transmogs and their price with weapon sunsetting? Uh, is there less incentive to buy a skin if I know the gun will go away? Legendary ornaments are not being sold anymore. So, you don't have to worry about that. And the cost to turn something into a universal ornament? Um, we don't, uh, we don't know. Reset? Did they do something? Reset hit. Have they said anything? Uh, Destiny of the game? Nothing. Nothing new there. Uh, Bungie? Nothing new there. Not seeing anything. So, we'll continue to check it. Nothing in game? No. I don't think anything's happening today. Uh, oh, as far as cost of transmog, we don't know what the in-game effort is yet. They said in-game effort or silver, so... Uh, Oreo MVP. If Bungie were to bring in D1 Exotic or make up a new one, what would your hopes be for the new content? I have always told you guys that I don't answer these questions. I'm not like, oh, I want thus and so to come back. So I'm going to the next question. Nova Hands. Hey, Lono, we heard Luke Smith talk about aspirational content, which is good. However, are you confident that within their scope of aspirational content, they also are thinking about the quality of the loot attached to it? A question that I couldn't possibly answer, homie. I don't know. I did. This is a, I hope so. I mean, doesn't this go hand in hand with sunsetting? They said they want to make new standout loot. I feel like you're asking a question that we have already answered in other videos and in the TWAB. They've said they want to make better, stronger, more standout loot. So I think you already have an answer to your question in that other TWAB. So they talked about aspirational content. I believe sunsetting is basically being implemented to bolster that desire. You can't create aspirational content with aspirational loot in the current system of eternal viability. It simply isn't possible, okay? Now, I know you're going to get the, the the Destiny subret Karens that are just like, oh, but do it. Just make better loot, forehead. That's a meme at this point. They can't make better loot without creating power creep. So the answer to your question, I believe, is contained in Sunsetting. Uh, as it... Do you think that we will ever go to new planets like Neptune, Uranus, or Pluto? A question I, I, don't, I don't have an answer for. Do you think Gambit can be mashed up with the mechanics of the Menagerie to make a Gambit seasonal activity that's viable? Check all the boxes. We've talked enough about Gambit today. I think they need to trim it down to one game mode and treat it like a, and treat it like a game mode. You update it once a year with new stuff. Don't make significant changes to it. Maybe a new map every year, you know? By the way, again, the turnout has been so massive today. Thank you for being here. Nothing seems to have happened in the game, and Bungie hasn't seemed to have tweeted anything yet. We're going to keep our eyes open for it. If you enjoy the vibe here, it's like an interactive podcast, and it's family-friendly. Be sure to click the follow button. That's a free way to support me. I can't believe I'm doing Q&A to nearly 4,000 people. Uh, The fact that people dig this style of content is really cool because we've been doing it for a really long time. So I appreciate the support uh, so, so much. I don't want to get overwhelmed. I'm just going to keep going to the next question. Uh, Bungie have been... have been to a lot of things on Twitter Twitter with the word soon oh okay I see what you're saying they've been hinting I think at a lot of things do you think this could be a reference to the no time to explain etched onto the side foreshadowing listen somebody said this yesterday okay listen listen. this is a reach okay I love you but this is a reach because people use the word soon all the time um (laughs) people use the word soon all the time they're like ooh soon gonna have an announcement soon you know soon 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 so soon is a meme 
it's like an internet colloquialism so i believe this is a bit of a reach okay i'll give it to you because there's already rumors about the stranger coming back but i don't think that's why they said soon (laughs) i don't think so step it up a level would it be unreasonable to think that we would get two new areas like Tangle Shore and Dreaming City. One of the best reveals was the first time visiting the city. The rumors seem to indicate that we are getting two new areas. I don't think that's in the summer, though. We have confirmation through Paul Tassi that that there is there 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 Europa is not patrollable in the summer. We may go there, we may sort of visit it, and then that sort of sets the stage for it to be something in September. But um, no, I don't think if we do get two new areas, it will be in September. And I think we are probably going to get two new areas. I think I think I think September is going to be massive. I really do. Uh, okay, Bruce with 500 bits. Tony Fresco. That's like one of my favorite usernames to say. Welcome to Tony Fresco's. Like that'd be such a great restaurant. Uh, nine months from Tony Fresco, and then 800 bits from Animus Control. Thank you. Um, the mediocre Thor. With how light level last week's twab, oh, with how light last week's twab was, giving a more to come vibe, do you think we'll see another week of it? Or do you think that they'll have more to share? I think today will maybe be some stuff about exotics and subclass tuning. And then I also think they're going to give us a hint about the, the event. Something's going to happen in the game. And I think if it is like Paul Tassi says, it's going to be like a live event. They kind of have to let us know the approximate time that's happening. It'll be like a, make sure you're in the game at do 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 you know, hee hee, wink wink. Like, I, I don't think they're going to be like, this date and time, something is going to happen. It's not going to be clinical, but I do think they're going to say, hey, make sure you're in the game at such and such a time. Um, that's, just the, that's just the vibe that I get. Something has to happen. There's an emblem attached to it, and you kind of have to let people know when it's going to happen in a very generic way. Could they just add a timer to the bunker instead of mentioning the TWAB? I don't, I don't know. 100 bits from Edgemaster. Um, Bunker Bound. Are the artifacts going to be sticking around each season? They actually haven't spoken to that. We had that question previously. Hey, Lono, uh, when do you anticipate the getting a new look for the Eververse? What expectations do you have? I have no idea when they're going to do that. This is the type of question we kind of ask folks to to steer clear of because there's I don't have any info to even base a theory off of. They completely restructured Eververse last year. I don't know if they need to do it again. Um. Uh, my wife is texting me. She's like, you're, she says you're on fire. <laughs> yeah, we're we're having a we're having a great day. Uh, hey Lono, with a new raid in September, should we see raid weapons have extra perks like D1 King's Fall or extra damage against Taken? So this is where I don't want to get specific because again, I feel like I'm throwing a dart in a dark room. I go big principle. Okay, here's my big principle. Standout weapons need to check one of these boxes or both, okay? It needs to do something that other guns don't do. It needs to do something that other guns do, but do it better. Those are the two boxes, okay? So there's the box of, it needs to do something that other guns don't do. That would be like the Loaded Question, or the Delirium, or the Wendigo, okay? They do something that other guns don't do. There's another box you can check. They do that thing, killing ads, damage on a boss, whatever. They do it better than the other weapons. Do you see what I'm saying? So, like, I'm giving a principle. I don't want to be like, Bungie better do specific perks or intrinsic perks or raid perks or blah, blah perks. Like, no, here's the principle. The principle is very, very simple. 
it, it, it's got to be better or, or unique. I would prefer both boxes being checked. Rather the machine checked one of the boxes, it was unique. So the Genesis chain was a unique auto rifle. Was it best in class as a primary? No, it wasn't. So I would prefer both boxes to be checked. The X X Machina sniper was it was it was unique and it was better as a sniper. It was a best in class sniper. I want both boxes checked. For too long we've gotten raid weapons that you're like, why the frick did you even make this? The rocket launcher in Wrath, you know, I would say 50% of the weapons in the raids in D2 are just kind of like, why did you even make this? It's not even good in this archetype. It's not even good in this category, you know? Um, there's other weapons that are better than this. Like, you know, the, the, the common reference we always make is the hung jury was a better primary than all of King's Fall's primaries. Like, that needs to go away. Right, yeah, the Apex Predator. Who the frick even designed that and thought, yeah, this is raid worthy? No, it's not. It's a piece of trash. Like, what What the frick? No one should ever come away from a raid and be like, yeah, I got more of that trash weapon. Now, it might be, I got more of that weapon that I don't like. Yeah, we can check the tower to see if the, if the, if the Almighty's any bigger. I don't think it's going to be. Um, do you see what I'm saying? Like if they're unique and if they do something other guns don't do and they do, and they do the activity, the action of a gun better than other guns, like that is, that's what it's, that's what it should be. That's that's what they should do. So then if you don't like it, it, you, you're not walking away saying, yeah, it's trash. It's, oh no, I don't, I don't actually like that. It's a great gun. It's a unique gun. It's a strong gun, but I don't like using it. You know, it's like looking at the 1K voices, the anarchy, and the and the uh, the xenophage. You might look at those weapons, and one or two of them you like, and one of them maybe you don't. They're still amazing weapons. You just kind of like, yeah, I'm not really a fan of the 1K voices. Maybe you blow yourself up all the time or something. We were so close to 4K viewers. <laughs> we were so close. We hit 3,990. I was like, oh my gosh. This is the most viewers I've ever had by myself without a bungee reveal or a raid. Because bungee reveals usually make the you know viewership spike way up. This is the most viewers I've ever had by myself. <laughs> that it's it's uh it's wild it's a wild ride. Um Amule. Um, um, uh Amulet. What would you have done differently? with the content this season to make it more engaging. Sorry if this has been asked. What would I have done differently? Okay, the the main activity would have been match made and not failable. That's the first thing I would have done. That would have solved a handful of problems. That would have solved a handful of problems. Okay? That. You know? That's that's a far that's a far reaching change. That impacts a ton of stuff. That impacts daily activity, player satisfaction, that impacts the 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 the, the quest, the Fellwinter's quest, that impacts when they update it and make it harder, you know? Oscar, you nut. Oscar just gifted 20 subs to the community. Lord of Wolves with four months and Howitzer with 500 bits. Guys, thank you so much. Check the chat. You may have been gifted a sub. When you sub here, you never see an ad. You get to bypass advertisements on my channel. 
3997. <laughs> 3997. You bypass ads on my channel. Um, so thank you so much for gifting those subs. If you're sick of seeing ads on Twitch, you can sub and bypass those. Nine months from Majorly uh, owned Saint 14 with 200 bits. Uh, 10 gifted subs from Alphex, 6 gifted subs from Winterfell, thank you. You guys are going to totally train wreck the end of Q&A. <laughs> You're going to train wreck it, stop. Um, uh, so that's what I would have done differently. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to spend too much time rehashing this season, so that's going to be my main answer to you. 4,016, we did it. We got over 4,000 viewers. Um, somebody get a screenshot. I've never had this many viewers on my own. <laughs> on my own. So thank you for being here. If you're new... Uh, I appreciate you hanging out and click that follow button. This is what we do. We talk destiny. We do Q and a, I can be your radio show during the mornings and during the day. I'm family friendly. Uh, the hazard with five gifted subs, hundred bits from bloody gore, hundred bits from the bomb dog. Next question. I'm going to finish Q and a, you're not going to stop me by the way. You're not going to beat me. Five gifted subs from uh, stubby 3000 bits from Oscar. Dang it. Three, uh, 3000 bits from Oscar. Uh, five gifted subs from Tony Fresco. Five gifted subs from Nutsi bear. Uh, would you be surprised if there's a dang it? Five gifted subs from Smurf blue two months from Nady. Uh, I Nate. Um, would you be dang it? Uh, silly rabbit with 10 gifted subs. Five gifted subs from, from silent service. Would you be surprised if there's a lack of content because most of the employees at Bungie are working on the fall DLC and beyond. I actually think I described it as a skill point out allocation they had 10 skill points to spend they spent five in september they spent three in the summer and they spent two on season of the worthy so i actually think summer will be good and bigger than what we we, we just are coming off of but i think september is really going to be where the big thing lands seven seven bits from kenner tv and new ford over with five gifted subs would you be surprised oh hang on since eris since eris uh, is no longer has a ghost and thus no conduit to the light how is she able to yield it still like in the now deleted teaser she's clearly a touching or utilizing some light i think she's the one referred to as the 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 forgotten blade resharpened or something um 4100 viewers what the frick is happening silent service gifted us up the effigy thank you um I don't know. I don't know enough about the lore to comment on this. If she's gained some new ability, if she can harness the light uh, through pure brute force or just straight space magic, maybe she's ascended to some other plane of existence. I truly don't have an answer for you. 100 bits from De Bomb Dog. Uh, I haven't seen nine months from Cheney and a hundred bits from uh, Boomblebee. I haven't seen the entire stream, so I don't know if this question has been asked already, but do you think Bungie can release a new season without a teaser trailer? We've already visited this. Yes, we talked about how you can't even buy the season until it's live. You can't pre-order it, so I think they're going to give us all the info on Tuesday. They're going to do the data dump, but they're going to do the data dump the day the season goes live. Sci Fireman gifting five subs of the community. Maverick gifting five subs of the community. A thousand bits from K. Uh, Rhino. New Ford Order with 500 bits. And the mediocre uh, Thor with five gifted subs. Buckeye MC. Dang it. Toxic Mammoth with 10 gifted subs. Five gifted subs from Stealthy9. Uh, five gifted subs from uh, Arkyle. Zelda Heart with 600 bits. Space Bandicoot with three us uh, was with seven months. What if a Nightfall specific loot dropped with champion mods on it? Would this make the year one loot relevant instantly? Um. Well, I actually want there to be another mod slot for champion mods. I, I I don't think I should have to sacrifice. I don't think I should have to sacrifice the uh, the mods on the gun just for champions. And here's why: champions are infrequent. They're not they're not common enough to make me take off my mod and run another mod. That's one of the reasons I don't think um, that's how I, I think they need to change how they work. They should just be a separate mod slot for champion mods. Jackaturo with ten gifted subs, five gifted subs from. Uh, next question from B B Bay. 
Uh, 200 bits from Vladian. On the topic of the Iron Lords and Siva, what happened to their ghosts? If they were destroyed, does that mean Siva or Rasputin is paracausal? Uh, how has Felwinter himself been able to kill the Warlord's ghost? I have zero clue. I'm the wrong person to ask this. You gotta go ask Bife. Fuzzy Epic Muffin with five gifted subs. Thank you. Surefire. What do you think of the community's reaction would be in the, if the darkness got put off for another year? Do you think it's even plausible to believe we're not going to be fighting the darkness in the fall? Um, there's just simply... I, I, this is another one where I think people are making predictions that we don't know yet. We don't even know if it is the darkness. We don't know if the pyramids are the darkness. The pyramids could be something else. They're the ancient foe of the traveler. Are they the darkness itself? Are they the veil? Are they something else? Are they something that's tapped into the darkness? We don't know these things. Um... Five gifted subs from o, uh, OB1. Five gifted subs from Quest. Uh, a thousand uh, bits from Simon. Congratulations, man. I, I'm trying to keep up. You guys are absolutely insane. Uh, <laughs> this community is nuts. What are your thoughts on Bungie adding featured raids like they did in D1 Rise of Iron? I think an Age of Triumph moment is coming, but I don't know when. If the standout loot was available only in pinnacle activities like Grandmasters, how will we prevent must-have Galahorn situations? Bungie cannot legislate their game to the behavior of people on LFG. They simply can't. You have to put the best loot in the hardest content. People have been getting up my nose on YouTube about that. That's so elitist. I can't believe you turn your back on the casuals. That's how these games work, man. I mean, the, the aspirational loot belongs in aspirational content. And Bungie cannot legislate their game to the behavior to, to the behavior people on LFG. 500 bits from Guido shot first and 1,000 bits, uh, 200 bits from, I'm sorry, 100 bits from Buggle Stress and 100 bits from Bloody Gore. Thank you. I can't believe we have almost 5,000 subs. What the actual frick is happening? Draxton Thomas Lee. Though we both, uh, we see both Drifter and Eris on an icy planet with the Drifter's more shaggy look, do you spectate either that he has been a, a time skip or each cutscene a different moment? I have, I don't know, man. I really, really don't know. You say the music's louder and more menacing? Really? I don't know. It was, it's been louder and more menacing for a while. Momo uh, Taneko, thank you for 100 bits. Um, next question. Luma. This may be obvious or discovered already, but the hammerhead machine gun from the Black Armory has the smash through the veil subtext. Do you think this relates to the veiled race? I think that probably had more to do with, like, it let us see through the veil in the game so that we could see those hidden messages. Jetboy gifted five subs. Tyler with 39 months. Melodic Gamer gifted five subs. Um, Patman. Am I wrong, or didn't they say a while back that every year two exotic will have a catalyst this year? Uh, chat's gonna have to answer this one. I actually don't know. Chat, did they say that every year two exotic is gonna get a catalyst this year? I don't remember reading that. I don't remember seeing that, but that could be one that skipped past me. Um, don't remember that. Nope. No. Uh, somebody says, I don't remember it. No, don't know. They didn't. I'm going to say that you may have misread something, Patman, and I'm going to move on. Amelie with 300 bits. Hyped Dutch with 100 bits. Ryanator uh, gifting a sub to Chewbacca. Thank you for doing that. Uh, Daniel, what do you think Bungie will do about D2 when the PS5 and Xbox uh, Series X comes out? I believe they're going to update the game to give you an FOV slider and better FPS. Probably, um, I think they're going to cap it at 60. I think they're going to cap uh, 60 FPS on those consoles and uh, give you an FOV slider. Uh, Niche King. 
I think one of the biggest successes of Destiny 2 Year 3 was the introduction of champions and hardcore activities. So do you see champions going away in the fall? I brought this up on the Rageous Roundtable, so if you want to go watch that episode, you can hear everybody's thoughts on that. Um, and the Almighty is the same size uh, as it's been. Um, so I actually think that they're, they're going to... Uh, I think that the champions are a permanent fixture in the game. That's what I think. Um, I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to, they're going to, they're going to get rid of them. I don't think they're going to, you know, I think they've basically said they're going to stay around for a while. Do they need a lot of iteration? Yes, they do. Do they need to do more with them? Do they need to give us more freedom? Yes, they do. I, 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 I don't think they've landed in the game in the best way. I don't think they've landed in the game in the best way and I think they could do more with them. Um, so the, uh, I, but I don't want to go down this lane cause it's a little bit off topic. My name is pretty great. Would you rather have future raid exotics be RNG based or would you rather have a quest for future raid exotics like the divinity? This is, I don't get opinionated about this because I, I have always told people there's a variety of exotic delivery. Sometimes you get the exotic from the season pass. Sometimes you get the, uh, you get it to randomly drop. Sometimes there's a very, very simple quest. Sometimes there's a complicated quest like divinity or xenophage. You know, you got to go into aspirational content to even do those. Um, so, I, I think it's okay to do any of them. RNG is okay for armor, but for guns, it's just kind of like, I don't know. I, I, I definitely think that they could do, they could do more of the, it's in this area, you can go grind for it or something like that. 75 subs to 5k. You guys are insane. Uh, the divine comedy with 24 months. That's a gold badge. Thank you for sticking with me for two years. 13 months from Oribus 2. Ouroboros too. Haffy, does the Destiny community have a problem with oversharing of data, mind information, and leaks? There are people all over the spectrum on this opinion. Some people like it, some people don't. Um, some people, you know, want more. Um, you know, some people... Uh, it, it, it's all on the spectrum. I basically say, if you don't want spoilers from leaks, then... then freaking stay off Twitter and Reddit when that stuff starts getting passed around. Um, no one's shoving it in your face. No one's forcing you to read it. Um, so I would say it's not that big of a deal if stuff gets leaked. It's pretty easy to avoid. Some of it's not even like a data mine. It's literally like the API. It's just grabbing info from the game after an update. Uh, Bilal. <clears throat> What's an exotic perk you would like to see on new armor in the future? I don't. I don't answer these types of questions. Uh, many believe the new public event should be added. What new things could Bungie really do? Many things may be repurposed. As long as it's match made and not failable, people just need to accept the fact that like good content loop isn't always incredibly innovative. It's just go here, do the thing, do it a bunch of times, get stuff. Like the content loop doesn't need to be insanely innovative every single time. Do you think Bungie will do this Leviathan destroying during the live event on June? No. Barrier mods have a place in regular PvE. Hobgoblin, Hydras, Phalanxes. How should Overload Unstoppable mods affect regular PvE? Unstoppable is actually, I think, I think the strongest one in the bunch. It stuns anything. 
if you if you charge it up it will stun anything now it doesn't stun like it stuns an unstoppable but it staggers you can stagger anything with unstoppable an ogre a, an orange bar ogre you charge it up boom staggers him and stops his damage he just he just gets stunned it's actually a very very strong perk overload i i i don't know maybe overload could be better about you know popping shields or something it's definitely bigger it's not bigger no it's not it would be so easy to see that it's bigger the easiest way to prove that it's not bigger is the sun okay the center crossbar of the h cuz the, the 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 almighty makes an h okay the center crossbar would be bigger and therefore cover more of the sun there's still mo- there's still plenty of sun visible it would be almost eclipsing the sun if it was bigger that center crossbar is your clue every time that it's not bigger it's bigger than last week but it has not changed since tuesday of this week hockey how do you feel about the situation on uh, on swords and lion ramparts? I don't know what you mean, so I'm not. I can't really answer you. I do think swords are awesome right now. Swords are in a really great place. I hope they leave them alone. Uh, swords are awesome. Um, so that's gonna do it for Q and A. But we're not done. I still have an official talk that I want to do about the de- the Drifter teaser trailer. And we asked 80-something questions. You guys are awesome. Make sure you clicked follow. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. We're about to get into the official 10-minute talk. We're going to continue waiting to see if Bungie does anything, if Bungie tweets or puts out a video. So don't leave. If you listen to this elsewhere, you can always come in to say no to rage.com. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe.